Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Batman number 181. Cover date, June 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artists, Carmine Infantino and Murphy Anderson. Edited by Julius Schwartz. Featuring Beware of Poison Ivy. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Sheldon Maltoff and Joe Giella. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new At an art show, a woman claiming to be a greater criminal than any of the current public enemies appears, calling herself Poison Ivy. Anxious to prove herself, Ivy sends letters to each of the top three public enemies, as well as to Bruce Wayne. The crooks and Batman meet and battle it out. Confused? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. She comes on like a rose, but everybody knows she'll get you in touch. You can look, but you better not touch. Poison Ivy, Poison Ivy. Late at night while you're sleeping, Poison Ivy comes a creeping around. Dr. Husband, Dr. Husband. Oh, I know that. Don't song. spend any money, cause Dr. Husband come a creepin' after you. What are you looking out the window in such anger for? Nala, our neighbor's dog, she's come over here and onto our yard to poop again. Oh, for the love of Look at her. Somebody ought to write a letter to the homeowners association. Shameless is look at oh, she's just sniffing and doing things in our yard. Mm. Well, I'd tell you to pound on the window, but she's deaf. She can't hear you. She is deaf. You know why she's deaf? Because she barks all the damn time in her own ear. <laughs> she made herself deaf from her own barking. Um, You know they have one of those invisible fences, but they don't put her collar on her, so she doesn't know where it is. Well, yes. I mean, she only comes into her own yard and our yard, and that's it. She won't go across the street or out into the street. Well, maybe she should. Hmm. I don't know what. She was over in our side yard, like all the way over in well, our yard. Well, I think the neighbor we bought this house from is too permissive with those. She didn't set boundaries. I guess not. It's fine. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm glad oh you gosh, weren't I'm really so paying well. attention to the... Um, you sang song. the Poison Ivy song, which put my name in it. It yeah. was so clever. Oh, you didn't hear the end of what I said. So never mind. You'll hear it on the broadcast. Hi, it's our 101st episode. Yay, 101. Um... We have Batman, Robin, mm-hmm. and the very, very first appearance of Poison Ivy. They could have done better with that costume. Well, I was reading about that. Poison Ivy was created by Robert Kaniger and Sheldon Maldolf. Mm-hmm. First appearing in this issue, Batman number 181. Robert Kaniger originally modeled her after Betty Page. Uh, giving her what? the same haircut. Well, I can see the haircut yeah. and the eyes. And the, you know, the shapely figure. Buxom, she's a buxom gal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, character was partly inspired by the short story Rappuccini's Daughter by Nathaniel Hawthorne about a maiden who tends a garden of poisonous plants. She becomes resistant to the poisons but is rendered poisonous to others. Oh, my. We see a little bit of that in this issue. Um, 
Poison Ivy nowadays, of course, is uh, an anti-hero and lesbian lovers with Harley Quinn. Oh. Quel change. But yes. Yes. I think there's been, I mean, on there's a TV show um, where they are, it's a cartoon, but they're a couple. Really? But then the comics tried to walk that back a little bit recently. Did they? Yes. Why? Well, because they didn't, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I don't keep up with Batman these days. You're yawning and yawning and you've had a nap. I, well, I, I'm sorry. Yes. I, I believe it's because my body's sort of trying to wake up from the nap yet still. And we're not drinking caffeinated tea. We're drinking decaf. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. You could practically write a book about what happened to me last night. What? Tell me. Well, uh, I fought a polar bear. I didn't really fight it, but it was in my house. Okay. Was it big? It was giant, and it had a cub. And you know you don't want to mess with a polar bear that's got a cub with it. No, of course not. And I wrote a play, a smash play. What was it called? It was called The Diary of a Crack. Like a sidewalk crack? No, like a piece of crack cocaine. It was a first-person narrative (laughs) of a piece of crack cocaine. It was a lot like Tom Brown's school days, only with uh, crack cocaine (laughs) now i don't even does crack come in pieces because that was the nature of my dream Uh, i mean yeah is it a rock i think it's some sort of rock or is that heroin no no well i I don't i don't know i I, I crack crack is is rock and and crack is whack my friend (laughs) and it's made from cocaine and other things right and they uh but it's cheaper than than cocaine powder that's why it was so popular because it, it cocaine is an element in crack but um i don't know i can't speak to it. Just, uh, r- yes crack rocks i don't <laughs> listen to hip a uh, hip hop hip- right so i don't know also we don't do cocaine no no well somebody will tell us about it okay probably one of my family members uh extra we get a <laughs> double page pinup of batman and robin in this issue a pinup yeah. Oh, wow. But there's trouble between the dynamic duo. Mm-hmm. Is she the cause? I'm just going to say yes. Yes, she is, of course. Um, also, I've been doing a lot of research. That's unusual. So we've... It is. <laughs> <laughs> we've discussed early on in this podcast that this Go-Go Check era coincided with the beginning of the Batman TV show. Yes. And I wondered uh, how it was that Poison Ivy never appeared on the TV show. show. What a missed opportunity for Anne Margaret. Oh my gosh, yes. That could have solidified her career. I mean, or Betty Page, I guess. Um, Meanwhile, we had Catwoman on the Batman TV show. Mm -hmm. Well, at this point in the comics, Catwoman has not appeared since 1954. Oh, she has been absent from Batman comics, wow. from all comics. Wow, that was played by Julie Newmar, uh, beginning with Julie. Oh, Newmar. not Cap- Yes, yes, Cap- yes, yeah. And then Eartha Kitt on season three, mm. and then Lee Merriweather in the uh, cinematic film. Okay, of course you knew that. I knew about Eartha Kitt and Julie Newmar. Um. So I. But I couldn't find any reason for like why they dragged out Catwoman when she hadn't appeared in comics. Oh, in the area of okay. this time. Okay, and no, I said I couldn't find oh. it. I don't know why, okay. and I don't know why they didn't use Poison Ivy. Riveting. <laughs> Guess what else I found out? <laughs> what <laughs> Mickey Rooney was approached about playing the Penguin. Oh my God! I thought there's not a, a screen big enough to contain him. Right. Right. Um, Lyle Wagner, uh-huh. who later played Steve Trevor mm-hmm. on Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. was uh, screen tested for Batman. For Batman? Yeah. Huh. But he was, um, well, he's not a very good actor. Is he short? L- no. Lyle Wagner, he's six feet tall at least. Oh, okay. Rest in peace. He's passed away now. Um, sometimes when we watch old movies, which we do quite frequently, yes. Um, sometimes as we're watching them, I just look at you. I just uh, turn to you. What do I say to you? Uh, he's dead. Old movies. He's dead. She's dead. 
They're all dead. <laughs> Any, everybody in this scene, they're all dead. I do, don't I? I started doing that this year. I just will be watching a movie and I'll be going along and I'll just turn to you and quietly say, he's dead. She's dead. And let's go back to the movie. <laughs> it really enhances our enjoyment. <laughs> it does make you laugh once in a while. Where was I? Adam West. Mm-hmm. Guess what part he was offered? Adam West. What Adam part West. he was offered? Not, uh, after Batman. He was oh, oh, he was offered it? a very famous character role. You're going to have to help me out. Is it comedy? Is it no? A, a very famous character role? Uh, not character role. It's a leading man role, but a very famous character. I don't know. James Bond. Adam West was offered a James Bond role. Adam West was offered the role of James Bond. That went to Sean Connery. No, it went to, uh, I think, Roger Moore. The time would have to be Roger Moore, I would think. Well, he turned it down because he said Bond should be an Englishman. Oh, okay. Which Sean Connery's not, so. He's a Scot. Right. Mm. Well, he's from Great Britain. He's from Great Britain, yes, Yes. but he's not English. English. There's the distinction, Rob. Uh, Yes, I, I understand that. Oh, because I wasn't sure you got it. You, oh, no? No. No, I, I don't read books about Scotland or travel books or history. No, no. no. Um, being, being that my last name is Tudor, you you, you must have forgotten that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what else I know about the Batman TV show? What? Uh, Frank Gorshin hated the skin-tight Riddler uniform. Did he? Why? Well, because he was, cause it, it was you skin-tight. You have to be so thin or what? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he didn't look bad in it. Yeah. Uh, so he made them make uh, the business suit version of the Riddler costume, which then was transferred over to comics. Oh, from the television show. Yes. Well, that is an interesting bit of trivia. I'm still hung up on Mickey Rooney as a penguin. I can't get over that. Well, our friend sent us that video of Jiminy Glick interviewing Rick, Mickey Rooney this morning, and I yes. just loved it. Loved Jiminy it. Glick, everyone, played by Martin Short. Batman... Meets a luscious nemesis back to the business at hand. Mm. The irresistible poison ivy. Her Mm -hmm. charms are so contagious that they trap him at every turn. Can Robin the boy wonder save his idol? Idol? Is that the right word? Uh, From a fate far worse than death? Which the once invincible masked marvel embraces every chance he gets? No. Any more than our warning will stop you from being infected with by the sensational surprises of. Well, they messed up the sentence. They sure Beware did. of poison ivy. That's by the. <laughs> that is such a long sentence. Do, 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 do. The splash page is signed by Bob Kane. Of course, he had nothing to do with anything in this issue. Is it, well, anyway, that sentence ends by by the sensation sensation. Hyphen surprises of colon beware of poison ivy exclamation point. Oh, doesn't make any God, sense. Also, idle. John, you, you have a problem with that, don't you? I do. Is it like because I mean I'm sure that Robin admires Batman, but, but he doesn't idolize him. And can we? How about chum or father figure or? I don't. You know, boyfriend. I know that's not true, <laughs> but a lot of people say that. Many, many people are saying. Uh, Batman's reeling, Robin thinks, on the splash page. Going into a tailspin from that kiss by Poison Ivy. You know, I don't mind telling you, I never liked Batman's uniform until he actually had, like, full, full-length full tights, like, of one color, black tights. It doesn't even have full-length tights right now of one color. I mean, I, he's, I'm assuming he's, like, wearing battle armor or something now. I don't in know. In current comics. I don't like this. Uh, the cowl with the... With the Head covered in the cape and and the square cut bikinis, shorts, and the gray and gray. And I, I've never really cared for his. his really? No. Nope. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't mind it. I'm not crazy about this art and this issue, but hmm. um, I th- I would think you'd have more of a problem with Robin going around in short shorts and. Armor, and, 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 armored and short two shorts. layers on top. Three layers. Robin's got a t-shirt, I'm assuming. Yes. Then a red vest with with that sort of laces up or buttons up or cross cross hatches there. Mm-hmm. And a cape. Three layers on top. 
And just the bikini shorts in the bottom. It's the weirdest. I know. You know what? Why am I even bothering to criticize this arco- iconic uh, uh, duo in, in crime fighting? Uh, who am I? Because that's your job. Yeah. Um, Robin's design, of course, was inspired by Robin Hood. So thus the medieval-esque vest and pointy boots. Mm. But uh, I think they could have done something about the short legs, especially as he got into teenhood. But they didn't. No. We haven't even worked our way through this splash page yet. Well, Robin has punched a man so hard that he's spun 180 degrees and (laughs) vertically. And the man's leg has then struck the face of the man next to him. Right. Yes. Um, So the man's going to have a terrible brain injury (laughs) when he lands on his head. And the other man, it looks, I mean, he has been kicked in the, just on the side of his jaw, right where the jaw almost meets his shoulder, like just above that, that space right there. Not it meets it, but you know what I mean. Like on that little area of the uh-huh. neck. The man's heel has spun around from being punched so, punched hard, so hard by a little kid. Yeah. And there's already another, a third guy already unconscious on the ground. Yeah. Um. All the while, Batman is being mesmerized by Poison Ivy's kiss. Now, I've never kissed a woman. Well, I have, but, you know, not romantically. Mm-hmm. Um, do women have the power to just knock men senseless with a kiss? Is that why I've avoided them for so long? <laughs> I mean, sex is a powerful drug. Well, I yes, obviously, I've had sex. Uh-huh. I haven't been knocked senseless by it no offense but i'm still able to you know calculate simple columns of figures in my head afterwards and <laughs> oh, is that drive a car sex? i said balance, afterwards balance the checkbook take trips in your head <sighs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> well you know she's got she's her part of her power is in her name i mean it's revealed in her name right poison right. ivy but Yes. Yeah. Well, you might know later on what she's doing during that. Okay. Anyway, at the Gotham City Museum, Bruce Wayne millionaire, sportsman, and playboy, and his young ward, Dick Grayson, who idolizes him, I put that part in myself, attend a sensational pop art show of gigantic paintings of public enemies number one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, Public enemy number one, Dragonfly. She's a dame that dresses up like a dragonfly. Yeah. Public enemy number two, Silken Spider. Joan Crawford, basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Public enemy number three, Tiger Moth. Tiger Moth doesn't look threatening at all. Now, well, none of them look very threatening. They look like prostitutes that have been <laughs> named as public enemies. Um, not prostitutes. That's unfair. There's nothing wrong with sex work. Strippers. Okay. These are. There's nothing wrong with sex work. It's not something I'd ever thought I'd hear you say. Well, I mean, people have to make a living, right? As long as they're safe and everybody's on board with it. Yes, as long as I guess as long as they're not trafficked into the profession. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I meant people who voluntarily are sex workers. That's. I, should, I probably should have let that pass. Well, no. Everyone has a voice here. I don't think anybody actually... I don't think there are a lot of people that voluntarily choose sex as a form, as an occupation. Oh, Oh, I think I need to walk that back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a whole industry. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Exactly. Also, but these ladies are criminals, so I want to make that clear. Yes, they are professional criminals. There they are, Dick. Dick Grayson is Robin. Uh, Dragonfly, Silk and Spider, and Tiger Moth, three of the most beautiful women in the world. And? Parenthetically, we've never heard of them, we the reader, and never will again. And the most deadly. Stop drooling. You're too young. How young is he? He's a teenager, right? <laughs> uh, yes. I presumably. think he's old enough to drool over these beautiful women. <laughs> I can dream until I'm old enough to try to catch him, can't I? Well, you're a crime fighter. You're old enough to catch them already. I think so. As evidenced on the splash page when you took out a whole gang of criminals by yourself. Mm. 
Anyway, a startling outburst at that moment. <laughs> right on cue. Poison Ivy bursts on the scene to call men fools. If you weren't so blind, you would see that I'm not only more beautiful and more successful than those amateurs. Well, okay. She sounds just like you. The unmaking... <laughs> The unmitigated call of you men. <laughs> um, well, if they're public enemies, world public enemies, mm-hmm. numbers one, two, and three, they're not amateurs, Poison Ivy. Mm-mm. They're professional criminals. Right. Who just happen to dress like strippers. Which brings us to the big point that I have in this, the big question I have from this entire issue. Yeah. We never, she's about to talk about her crimes, uh-huh. we never actually learn what crimes she's committed. Uh, bad taste in fashion. Oh, our neighbors are walking their basset hound. Ron, we should just Ron's looking at how well we did our lawn today. Uh huh. But that bass, oh, we should steal that dog. We should just do a podcast about w- looking at our windows. I love that dog. It is such a cute dog. Um, we could call it Twitchy Curtains. <laughs> Edna! Edna, you'd never believe what the Stevenses are doing! Why is he staring at our house still? I tell you, he's criticizing our yard work. Well, he can put a stick in it. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a beautiful lawn, and they've done a lot of landscaping over there. Yes, yes. Let's get back to the comic. Okay. Uh, Bruce Wayne's fallen head over heels already. You're a luscious dreamboat. But as for being world public enemy number one, mind proving that to the police by committing a crime? Right. He's a gonna... He... He's a gonna... He's about to take her to the police for what crime? For causing an outburst at the pop art show. <laughs> That's it. A startling outburst, I remind you, as we see in the text. So... Attracted by the sensational beauty and the even more sensational claim. Wow, this could be a bigger scoop than the discovery of ice cream. I see what he did there. What? Scoop. Ice cream. With a face like that, it doesn't matter whether she's telling the truth or not. Smile for the pointy, poison ivy, honey. (laughs) Um, So she pulls out a little tiny lipstick. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like a match. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, all of the flash bulbs, because in these days, uh, newspaper reporters still had uh, film cameras with flash bulbs. Mm -hmm. I'm an old cameraman myself, you Mm. know. Um, She's somehow (laughs) somehow (laughs) rigged her lipstick to uh, make flash bulbs explode. So that's handy. Um. That's a great talent. Yes. Is she a scientist? So she forgot to tell the boys that she's not quite ready to be taken to the police. Again, as you noted, she's done nothing yet illegal. Mm-hmm. She I've, claims to be a criminal. Right. But she's not done anything. She's, but she's about to. She's got some imperfect crimes you to commit. You can't arrest something, someone for something they haven't done. No, that's like that movie. What's that Tom Cruise movie with uh, Minority Report? Minority Report. And it's an excellent movie. It's okay. I don't like him in it. No. Um, Yes, but we don't want to be in the habit of arresting people for doing things we think they'll do. That the precogs have predicted that they'll do. Right. Mm -hmm. So the exploding flashbulbs have blinded everyone in the room. Mm -hmm. Except for her. Which Bruce Wayne notes that she must be wearing tinted contact lenses to protect her eyes. Mm. Um, of course, he's blind. I don't know how he can see that she's not blind. But she takes off. I, by the brightness of her voice, perhaps? <laughs> Batman puts his costume on in plain mm-hmm. uh, a view of everyone. because He says it's the first time he's ever done it in public. Yes, mm-hmm. but, but uh, no one can see him. No one can see him because they're all blind. This reminds me of a panel from a story in which Batman first met Superman. It seems that Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne were both on a cruise. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
Who was it, Elaine? Oh, we'll see her later. Um, Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent were both booked on a cruise, and there was some mishap, and they were they had to share a stateroom. Oh, and that's funny. So, well, you know how they did things in the old days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's some kind of emergency on board the ship, and they each, in the darkness of their stateroom, change into their action costumes in okay. the dark. But I think it was a fire, and the fire shines through the curtains and exposes both of them. So that's how they first met, is by learning each other's secret identities. Oh, my goodness. Putting their clothes on. Men are so stupid. After sex. I didn't say that. No, that you didn't, didn't actually say that. happen. No, stop. Well, it wasn't on panel. Um, so Batman falls <laughs> through the elevator shaft. Right. Remind me to come back to this. Recklessly, the blinded masked detective dashes out of the room right into uh, an elevator shaft with the large sign danger elevator being repaired, which, of course, he can't see because he's blind. So he finds himself hurtling in a death dive down the elevator shaft, grabs the elevator cables. I he says, my hands are brushing along the cables. If my wrists don't break... Maybe I can slow myself up. Well, guess what, Batman? Your wrists are going to break. Yeah, absolutely. As you stop yourself... At the very the very best outcome is that your sh- both shoulders will be dislocated. But he's very strong, Bob. And those aren't he's silken house gloves. Um, slightly above average human strength. Leather gloves, I'll grant you. Mm-hmm. Could you do it? Oh, You're awfully you strong. Kidding? I can't even do a pull-up. I mean, I think I can do a pull-up, maybe. Did you have to do the presidential fitness thing in elementary school? Yes. Oh, that was the worst. How many friends do we have that could actually do the presidential fitness test and do it well? Well, I didn't have any friends, so the Uh, answer for me is zero. No, I mean, do we have now? Oh. I'd say one, I can think of a listener who was a high school quarterback... Yeah, his, well, I was thinking of him, obviously. Yes, yeah. obviously. He, yeah. he used to be thin, so yeah. I'd imagine he could he do He probably it. could do the fitness mm-hmm. test, yeah. Um, Batman, still blind, rushing outside. He does escape the death trap of the elevator, by the yeah, way. I don't know how he did it. I mean, I, I can see how he did it, but you know, that's highly improbable. Right. Um, so he... Uh, Poison Ivy is hiding in the lobby now of the building. Behind a... A phone booth? Yeah, I think she's in the phone booth. Yeah, Batman races outside and is uh, hurtled... Hello, operator. Wilson 360, please. Hurtled by the revolving door toward a menacing mob, waiting for him outside. (laughs) so funny. Poison Ivy gave us a hundred bucks apiece to stand in the fresh air and promised us another century note for for each mug we stopped coming out the museum. Batman ought to be worth a cool grand! Don't you um, love gangster talk? I do. So these gentlemen are going to stop anyone who comes out of the art show mm-hmm. and rough them up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, Batman's still blind. He gets a punch on each side of the cheek by two gangsters. And deduces their location. Yes. And punches them both. Yeah. Smacks, knocks them out. Um, he's very strong. Again, he's got above average human strength. <laughs> I just thought of something. What? If he's going to pattern himself after Bat, why doesn't he have echolocation? Echolocation, or why doesn't he have special contact lenses that he wears at all times so he can see in the dark? And not be blind. Well, the idea of of echolocation occurred to me right away um, when I first read this, but I forgot to mention it. Well, that would be hard to depict in comics, I guess. With all the other words happening. Pow, thud, zock. All they had to do is do a (laughs) close-up. Jim Mug just woke up. (laughs) You could just do a close-up of his head and then just do concentric circles going out of his ears. That's Aquaman's got that covered. Yeah. Um, Batman does have a sometime helper, Man Bat. Oh, for the love of God. What? Man Bat. Is he from an alternative universe? No, he's a scientist who developed uh, 
serum to turn him into like a were bat. Oh. Because I don't well, I that can't. sounds scarier than Batman actually. He it is horrifying. Yeah. Um I can't remember why he did that. I think maybe his baby daughter was deaf or something. He was trying to use bat hearing to help her. Right. And but accidentally he turned into a bat. Half bat. Half man, half like, bat. From one half side of his body, he's a. He's got no. He's got like fur and giant bat ears and bat wings that grow out of his arms. Out of his arms? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, also, his wife got in on the action. She bat. Man bat has had several appearances. I've and not seen a picture of man bat, but I would think that it would be difficult to wear a shirt if you've got. Oh wings yeah, he doesn't wear a shirt. No, 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 no. Uh, he wears jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling up a picture for you. Okay. Um, and sometimes he works as a private detective. I suppose you could wear a poncho. If you're a man bat, if you wanted to cover up your upper so, torso, you could wear a poncho. Yes, right? he does sometimes wear uh, like a trench coat thing. Here you Oh, come on. There he is. Man oh, bat. He is scary. I know, isn't he? Yeah. He's likable, though. He was doing it only for his baby daughter. Is he a... And he helps Batman. Well, sometimes he's a villain. When he first oh. appeared, he was a villain. And then he came back and was a hero. Then he uh, came back. He had two issues of his own series. That's where his wife helped him as She-Bat. Mm. Um, then he worked for a while as a private detective with uh, Batgirl's old boyfriend, Jason Bard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, guess what, listener? What? We're halfway through the story today. Do, 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 do. In the midst of battling the human roadblocks left behind by Poison Ivy, Batman's sight returns as Robin appears. This is how I want to come back to the elevator. Batman says, what took you so long to join the party? And Robin says, I used the stairs. I'm allergic to open elevator shaft doors. The elevator did not... They didn't start the elevator repairs in the middle of the art show. If the elevator was broken, everybody knew it because they had to take the stairs up there. Right. I hadn't thought of that. This is like one of those SAT questions where – one of those logic questions, rather. Yes. Where um, you, it, there's, a, there's an answer that comes out of the side and you're just like, oh, why didn't I think of that? So these attendees of the art opening did not take the elevator up there. Let's focus on one attendee, Batman, the greatest detective in the world. <laughs> the first day of school at detective school, yes. you learn to scope out the room. Yes. Where are the exits? Where are the broken elevators? <laughs> if something goes down, how am I going to get out of the room, even if I'm blinded by an exploding flashball? Of course. Robin figured it out. He was blinded, too. He's a quick study. Well, he's scrappy. He says he's learning. He's still learning. He's, he's in training. You know what I would have liked to see? You know the problem that, that, that Batman encountered? Yeah. Overly confident and love-struck. Right. And blinded temporarily. Those three factors. Hubris, <laughs> love-struck, and blindness. Uh, number four, lack of echolocation. And lack of echolocation. Can we go back to Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney, it's... <laughs> yes, I love making fun of Mickey Rooney. Stay with me. Okay. Mickey Rooney. Yes. Robin. Uh, a young Mickey yeah, Rooney. Yeah, not obviously. That, not like, that older Mickey Rooney who just sat there and went, made mouth noises and chased his teeth around his mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, young Tyrone Mickey Rooney. Tyrone Power as young Batman. Mick, young Mickey Rooney as Robin would have been... Awesome. And Tyrone Power is Batman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, well, no, Spencer Tracy wouldn't work. Tyrone Power, yes. But he would have had to have, so we could see his chest hair. Mm, like it was, was Tyrone Power hairy? I'll have to look that up. Um, speaking of Batman TV show, you know what they say in Hollywood. What? Ty- that Tyrone Power and Cesar Romero were a couple. Cesar Romero, of course, played Joker on the TV well, show. Well, I wasn't thinking of Ty- Tyrone Power at all. No, who were you thinking of? I have no idea, but it wasn't <laughs> Tyrone Power. Um, who? 
Mickey Rooney and Tyrone Power as Batman and Robin? Yes. Good. Ugh. What? No. Who do you suggest? Well, I don't know. I, the person I was thinking of was Tyrone Power. I bet you were thinking of William Holden. Hold on a second. From uh, Sunset Boulevard. Who else could have played Batman? Not Cary Grant. William Holden would have been an excellent Batman. I think he probably would have been too young to have had Mickey Rooney as... Look at this fantastic photograph of William Holden. Yeah. Wow. Handsome fella. Very handsome, yes. Um, He's still not the person I was thinking of, but that's okay. And I I am not... uh, I don't have uh, an encyclopedic recollection of... Um, 1950s and 60s movie stars like you do. So we're wasting time here. Oh, well, and we'd have to, for Mickey Rooney to be Robin, we'd have to go back to the 40s anyway. Well, uh, yes, for Mickey Rooney, to, young Mickey Rooney to be Robin, we definitely have to go back, way back, um, to the um, Andy, Andy Hardy days. Yeah. Love finds Andy Hardy. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so can we leave, are we almost ready to leave the first half of this? <laughs> As the masked Marvel battles on, uh, one horde by oh God. Okay, wait a second. Oh, as the mass battle, uh, mass Marvel battles one horde by sound and touch alone. He's still blind, right? She says Bruce Wayne's cute, but Batman's a real man. How can I choose between them? Oh, I thought we were already past that because we already had Robin coming out of the door. Oh, okay. You're right. Anyway, Batman's lamenting that Poison Ivy is so cute and he hates to put such a beautiful doll behind bars. He does that. For what? She hasn't done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Again, the the reason I'm very upset about this issue. We're not really Well, so, now she mild, did... I'm mildly irritated by this issue because she says, I've done crime before, but she, you don't know what it is. Well, she did pay these thugs to wait outside the museum and beat up on Batman. That's probably illegal. Okay, I'm sure you can do that, yes. Um... Good advice from Robin. You better take a cold shower, Batman. <laughs> You're already breaking out on a rash about Poison Ivy. See what he did there. Nice little play on words. Yeah. Don't for- remember who you are, Batman. The lawman. The manhunter. But don't forget I'm human too, Robin. He doesn't talk like that. Sure he does. I can lose my head like any fool. Like some middle-aged gay man. <laughs> don't forget I'm human too, Robin. Um... I'm a young middle age, everyone, just to clarify. Uh, so moving on, meanwhile, Poison Ivy happily scratches away writing poison pen letters. Notice that she's using an actual quill. Uh-huh. Classy. Mm-hmm. The quickest way to start proving that I am the number one woman world public enemy is to eliminate the present numbers one, two, and three, Dragonfly, Silk, and Spider, and Tiger Moth. So she's going to write them letters. Mm -hmm. If these world public enemies have have public addresses, addresses, (laughs) why can't they just go and arrest them? Yeah. That's a good question. And where did she get photographs? Uh, of, four by six photographs of Batman and Bruce Wayne and have them framed. Well, I'd imagine you could purchase a p- picture of Batman at any souvenir shop in Gotham City. You could probably clip pictures of millionaire Bruce Wayne out of the society pages, but I don't know that it would be a eight by ten glossy. Mm. Maybe she's taken it down to the photo store and had it blown up. By someone from perhaps Cord Camera? Yes. Mm-hmm. My first job, listener, was at Cord Camera Centers in Columbus, Ohio, where I was a... What was your technical term? What was your your actual term? Photographic associate? Uh, Developing specialist? No, I don't remember. Just lab lab technician. Lab technician. This was in the days when you actually had to have a person present to develop your film. Mm -hmm. In 55 minutes, that was our claim to fame. Right. No one-hour photo for us. No, 55 minutes. One you time, still have your cord camera jacket. I do. One time, so you had to like refill the chemicals in the developing machine. Mm-hmm. And so the chemical tanks were up on the ceiling and you had to like turn the knob so that it drained down and kind of came into the machine, right? Really? Yeah. So one time I came into work early. I was the only one there. And it was payday. So I was going to refill the tanks. And then I forgot that I turned it on. 
Oh my god! And went to the bank to cash my paycheck. Bob. <laughs> and that day, we had signs like if something happened to the machine, you couldn't get a roll done in fifty-five minutes. You had to put the time on the door, like it'll be one hour or one and a half hours. I put a three and a half hour sign on the door that day. So what happened is the chemicals came down and, and were they spilled into the all over the floor. There's no safety on that. No, right? No. Uh, how old were you? Like twenty uh, two, twenty one, or twenty two? Yeah. Wow. I didn't get fired though. In fact, I got my own lab where you, I was the manager. You were the manager of your own lab. Sure, I was. Well, the best I could ever get was third key. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't waste time at Gord Camera because. It was a crappy job, and they wanted to keep people. Yeah, well, I was second assistant manager at well, a luggage store, <laughs> luggage and gifts right. in the mall. Uh huh. Yeah, I used to wear my pleated pants and my dress shirt and tie, and on the break, I'd go over to Chick Fil A and get an iced tea or Orange Julius and get a smoothie. That's where we first met, and I'd come to the mall to visit you. You sure did. Sometimes I drive you to work. Fantastic Harlequin socks. Uh huh. Yeah. And your limited shirts. Mm hmm. <laughs> limited for men. Yes. Which we didn't have in Florida. Is that right? Yeah. I don't remember that. Because I remember when I when I noticed what a sharp dresser you were, I I asked you where you got that. And you said, "Oh, I got it from like Limited for Men." And I was like, "Oh, we don't have that down here." Well, you hadn't been in Florida very long, had you? No, of course, Les Wexner, he lived in Columbus, so we had all the good limited things. You know, they start out a lot of restaurants and shops in, or stores in Columbus. I know. Yeah. We all, we had the McRib before anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Shamrock Shakes. chain of restaurants. White Castle. Was, well, no, no, there's a, of, of, like Fuddruckers or something like that, something like that, or Dave and Buster's, I think, was started mm-hmm. in perhaps started in Columbus, yeah, something along those lines. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm digressing. I just I love talking about. I love it when I can discover things about your past that I don't know, and I don't think I'd ever heard that story about the chemicals spilling inside court camera. I do remember that, of course, in those days, the police department or whatever the branch or whatever it was oh. that was close to your store. Did not have a, uh, a photo developing correct inside their lab, so they or rather inside their headquarters. So they would bring the crime scene photos to your store. Yes, correct. And you would see all the photographs. Correct. Well, on to happier things. Let's talk about. Crime anyway, scenes. that's the secret of long marriage, ladies. Keep them guessing. <laughs> Keep your secrets to yourself. <laughs> So and just let them drop like little pearls. Poison Ivy uh, writes these letters to uh-huh. uh, the women, the, the and it's very interesting. She basically pin, uh, pins them. So she writes it as if she's one of these wanted criminals writing to the other. So mm-hmm. she's Pits like them one against the other. Yeah. Is the word I'm looking for. Um, and of course, they all get super jealous and they agree to turn up at. I guess Poison Ivy's house. So she has their addresses, and they all know where she lives. Right. As does Bruce and Dick. Yes. She has also written to Bruce Wayne and somehow has also written to Batman because Bruce Wayne is holding the letter that says, The Gall of Poison Ivy, inviting Batman and me to her house to prove to us that she is the number one woman criminal and challenging us to battle it out for her favor. Hey, I have a problem with that. Uh Uh-huh. She doesn't actually know where Batman lives. No. So, So the letter that Bruce Wayne has in his hand is of course addressed to him and right. she must mention that she's inviting both him and Batman right. to fight over her. Right. So w- when she sent the letter to Batman, did she just address it to Batman, Gotham City? Well, I just I think it's fairly well established in this time period that Bruce Wayne and Batman are friends. Oh. Uh, friends, I'll put that in quotation marks. Okay. That's good. You know, similar to like if somebody wants to get in touch with Superman, they send a letter to Clark Kent at the Daily Planet because it's common knowledge that they're 
they can get into. And I only have one more problem with this. Uh huh. Just one panel coming up. Yes, the The, one. The bat copter is kept on automatic pilot for them to parachute out of. Mm Mm-hmm. How are they going to waste of fuel? Also, how are they going to get back? Get back in? Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a remote control in this costume. But generally speaking, I guess they take the Batcopter and they jump out of the Batcopter. I've seen them do it on cables and now on parachutes. And then it just probably goes about 100 yards to the left and Uh lands. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Or it hovers on automatic pilot. And then when it comes down, it it goes about maybe 100 yards away from where they were and lands. I mean, what an incredible waste of, of fuel. Also... If it can go on autopilot, can it not go on auto land? <laughs> it says it circles. So, yes, but also they arrive at this uh, party where a whole gang of criminals are already battling each other. And they're descending on parachutes. Which, first of all, everyone can see them coming. Yes. And everyone on the ground is going to have plenty of time to, to prepare m- to murder them yeah. <laughs> to while they're trying them. to untangle themselves from their parachute harnesses. Yes. Unless it's those quick release numbers, which probably didn't exist at this time. Well, who knows? I Probably not, yeah. I have not parachuted before, but I have... Uh, been in a parachute um, on an airfield doing um, what is that called? Karate? Where you, no, jujitsu. Where you run behind yoga? Uh, where it's a windy day and and they hold the parachute and parasailing. Parasailing. I've done parasailing. Okay. When you come down in a parachute, it's not a slow controlled thing, and they don't really have time to do what they're doing in this lower right hand illustration. Acrobatics. The pile driver effect. <laughs> Knocking down three and four people in midair. It, let's say that the average person is six feet tall. Uh-huh. And as they're coming down, I mean, from being at the height of your head to the time that you're at the, the ground is less than a second. Yeah. Because when you come down in a parachute, you have to come down and run as you're running because you're, you're moving as you're doing that. Or you have to, you know, come down and drop and roll. What if, it's not a slow descent. It's not like it's not like a, a dandelion. <laughs> a dandelion. But what if they swing their legs as Batman instructs? Because they're getting shot at. Also, we should mention. Oh, okay. Um, you Maybe can, they're shooting at their parachutes. Well, they're violently um, swinging their legs around so that they can kick people on the ground. Is that not possible? I, I have to say, it's impossible. What if they're do it if they're kicking really fast, like like scissor kicking? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Um, because you can tell by the dotted line uh, after effects image that they're moving very, very quickly. If you landed in real life, if you if you have a parachute <laughs> and you landed in this group of people, you might be able to knock down a few of them. If you are coming down in your parachute and you're running, you because you don't just come straight down. Um, you can actually you can actually open up some of the lines to actually direct yourself, so you can run and as you're landing, so uh-huh. he can actually come down and take out a couple people, but not like just sort of like I'm just going to suspend in the air and kick 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 and knock some people down. Not possible. Also, you know what I would be afraid of? If you're scissor kicking, you might land in the splits. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Right, or take a bullet in the crotch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's why Robin wears armored bikini briefs. Okay. Um, As the three Baleful Beauties flee. <laughs> Was that a sitcom, The Baleful Beauties? No, oh, yeah. Blansky's Beauties. <gasps> Remember Blansky's Beauties with Scott N- Bayo? And Not at all. Oh, my God. It was Nancy Walker. Was like a, uh, she ran like a boarding house for Vegas showgirls. And what? Pinky Tuscadero was on it, and Scott Bayo was on it when he's tiny Scott Bayo. Oh my God! It's a thing. It's a real thing. Yes, Blansky's Beauties. It's a possessive form. And was uh, Angelian on that, or she was on that show about the maids? It's a living. Yeah, I love that it's show. It's a living. You know, I kind of thought that um, I would like to have been. Um, 
uh, one of those girls in It's a Living. Uh-huh. Not an actual girl. Right. But um, Just friends with them. Yeah, sure. sure. Like worked with them. Farrah Fawcett was on Blansky's Beauties. What? Yes, look. Um, I think it's Farrah Fawcett. She's got wings like Farrah Fawcett. With hair wings. Winged hair. I the only <gasps> who is this wonderful comedian? I love her so much. Um, I know, of course, you know exactly who she is. But Nancy Walker. Nancy Walker. Um, God, the only so good on thing I remember about I remember one scene in Blansky's Beauties where Scott Bayo was pouring himself a cup of cereal. Uh-huh. Or a bowl of cereal, yeah, yeah. and he used a plastic dog bowl because that was the only bowl he could find. Here's, <laughs> here's the actress I thought was Farrah Fawcett. Oh, that's not, not Farrah Fawcett. No, no, no. Is that uh, what's her face? Joyce Bullifant uh, with the Blanche Page Boy Keys Beauties. Um, Sorry, we've strayed away from comics just for a minute, cast. listener. Let's see, Blansky's Beauties cast. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Uh, Nancy Walker, Karen, I don't remember, Eddie, and uh, Scott Bayo, yeah, Pat Morita, uh-huh. Pat Morita as Arnold. So this must have taken place in the Happy, the Happy Days, Days was the Happy universe. I don't know. We'll have to do more research and come back next week. That's so exciting. Thank you. And by the way, I've never seen this show. I don't even, I, it's 1977. I was six years old, so. Uh, I was close to that age, too. Let's look up, uh, look at it on YouTube tonight. Okay. Um, so the public enemies are trying to escape, but Poison Ivy has a priceless golden crown. crown. No woman can resist gold and jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, so she offers the crown and predictably the three public enemies start to fight over it. Yes. She's Um, going to offer them the crown, so whichever of you proved that she and she alone was worthy to be the real number one wanted woman criminal of the world. Um... Turns out it's electrified, so it shocks them into unconsciousness. And Poison Ivy mentions that she was wearing shockproof gloves to hold the crown, which she wasn't. You can look up two panels ahead, and she's not have any gloves on. Her hands are bare. Uh huh. By the way, just want to let you know, just point it out that yeah. uh, this is the second time in the last two podcast uh, podcasts uh-huh. that the frug is mentioned in Good Scooter. Call. They mentioned the fruit. Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe she has committed a crime. Lying. She's a liar, and she deserves to go to prison for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. As do all liars. <laughs> <clears throat> Finally, we're almost to the end. Oh, my God. So she uh, comes upon Batman during her escape and <clears throat> plants a kiss on him. Which must be a hell of a kiss because they're both surrounded in red light. Well, here we go. Robin discovers that she was wearing lipstick that had chloroform in it. That's bullshit. Um, She's wearing a lipstick with a chloroform base. Isn't chloroform a gas? Yes. I mean, oh, no, you pour it onto a, you pour it's it a liquid, onto a cloth. Yeah. Okay. And then you make lipstick out of it. <sighs> um, But she's... Wearing, Robin deduces, uh, a nose filter. So still we don't, she doesn't really have any powers, right? She's not immune to the poison, she's just wearing a nose filter. Yeah. I guess she doesn't breathe through her mouth. Her idea is that she she has a a, a supply of, or rather, rather her her tactic is to have on her, on her person a supply of uh, weapons that involve some form of poison or, right? Right. I, I don't. This is the first time I've seen her. I, I only know her before this from the Batman movies. Right, 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 right. As portrayed by Uma Thurman. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think it did develop later that she actually did have uh, immunity to poison, but she could like wear poison lipstick and mm-hmm. affect others. Yeah. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. She just seems to be someone in a stripper costume who likes to climb walls like Ivy. And talk about... Committing crimes, but actually not uh-huh. doing them. Um, she's, Batman comes to his senses. She's climbing up a wall. Now, I will say she appears to be a good like rock climber because she's climbing up a sheer wall just using her little how people do that, their finger holes and things. You know what I mean. They just the little their, cracks in the, the tiny little cracks yes, yes, get yes. their finger in there. I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't either. 
So Batman fires his batarang at her hands and knocks her loose and then catches her. He should have let her drop. Next stop, a cell in police headquarters. So she must have done something. What it was, we'll never know. Well, I guess she gathered all those criminals together and... uh, Let them fight? (laughs) Well, if you... Maybe instigate postal, a maybe public a, brawl. Maybe it's a form of fraud by using by the. the uh, there system. you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Paul Manaf is it? No. Who would know about that right now? Steve Bannon. Steve he Bannon. was arrested by postal workers. Mm-hmm. Our brave men in blue. blue. They wear blue. Gray blue. Light blue. Light blue. Um, thus ends in quotation marks mm-hmm. one of Batman's most astonishing battles against villainy. No, it wasn't that astonishing. But did he really win? Once caught, Poison Ivy does break out again and again. Spoiler alert. (laughs) What? She's going to break out again and again. Will Batman become a victim to the charms of the inescapable, delightful, but dangerous Poison Ivy? You haven't long to find out, only till the next issue of Batman, which is not true, because she doesn't appear in the next issue. Okay, which villainess um, is Batman most enamored with? Catwoman? Catwoman nowadays, of course... Mm -hmm. You probably don't know that on Earth 2, Batman and Catwoman married and had a daughter, the Huntress. I did not know that. Well, that's what happened. So, uh, these days, yes, Catwoman certainly would be most associated with Batman. But, as I mentioned earlier, at this point, she had not appeared for 12 years. So, very likely, many readers didn't even know who she was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they can hear Junebug snoring in the background or underneath his desk. I don't know. She sure does like to snore. She does. Um, I can't wait until we get to this issue of Metal Men that's advertised here at the bottom. I saw that. Featuring Egg Fu, the Oriental Mastermind. Oh, please. Um, Oh, it's not Egg Fu. Egg Fu fought Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Has a robot twin behind the bamboo curtain. Uh, Birthday cake for a cannibal robot. Yeah. What's that made out of? People meat? (laughs) (laughs) You know, one time my mother and I were on uh, the Atkins diet, and it was my mother's birthday, and one of her friends made her a a meat cake. Oh, you're kidding. It was, I believe it was ham loaf with a cream cheese frosting. It was delicious. I bet it was. Oh, my God. Your mother was always on diets, wasn't she? My mother? Well, I remember her many diets, yes. In our early days, I remember her being on diets. She's the one that got us into Weight Watchers. The point system, do you remember? Oh, the point system, yes. Yeah, we lost a lot of weight on that. Did we? <laughs> and kept it off. Best bat wishes from Batman and Robin here in our two-page centerfold spread. Oh, now I see the two-page centerfold. Look, either Batman is eight feet tall or Robin is four feet tall. Because he's literally half the size of Batman. You're exaggerating, but... Now, this pose... Yeah. Right now, yeah, with Batman, yeah, like this. This I think is very well drawn. Of yes, course, um, is it Carmine Kurt Infantino? Infantino, yeah. Mm-hmm. Through this, very well drawn. I have absolutely no problems with the costume in this. So it's okay. <clears throat> yeah, I can see that. How about Robin? <laughs> He's such a stupid outfit. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I, I now that I know that it's that is inspired by Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. I hate it even more. <laughs> <laughs> it's always bothered me that Robin has so many layers. Because he's a, you know, he's a trapeze artist, comes from that, that family. He's uh-huh. an orf- it's orphaned, right? Orphaned? Yes. From the acrobats? Yeah. So I just, just it, I think about it, and I think, oh my God, this, he can't move, and he's got all those layers, and it's all sweaty, and it's awful. <laughs> oh. 
bothers me. It bothers me, Bob. I'm so sorry. You can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you you downloaded podcasts from. And you can find us back here, not next weekend, because we've got family coming in. We've got family. We'll be back in two weeks. Um, we won't always be two weeks between episodes. It's just no. that, uh, you know, this pandemic has me all mixed up. Yeah, it really does. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I'm working from home 24 hours a day. I can't be expected to do podcasts. Well, I'm also starting the, the academic year. Yes. And it has been much, much harder during a pandemic, even though, well, I don't know. It's just, it, it, everything seems a lot harder. So, um, um, Don't worry. The academic year will be uh, winding up soon. We'll be back <laughs> home again. Uh, anything else to add? No, it's just a, a, a very, very good to sit down and talk with you about well, to have a nice conversation <laughs> where we have comics lead us through the conversation. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Well, that's just the kind of magic you can expect for our next hundred episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all for now. Right. Bye. Bye. It's time to give all